What is up, Bad Bitch Collective? I'm Haley with Strong as Hail, and for the past five years, I've been helping fitness-loving women eat to fuel their performance, ditch restrictive dieting, and get strong as hail. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered conversations about nutrition, training, mindset, and so much more. With a mission to create a culture of empowered women who embrace their strength, live confidently, and prioritize their wellness, I am so honored that you are here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Everyone, welcome to our group call for this week. We're going to be talking about repairing your relationship with yourself. And basically what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be breaking down. um, I call it three steps. It's really not three steps. It's one step that's three steps. But, you know, three steps always sounds better. So that is what we're basically going to be going through. Um, But, yeah, so we're just going to go ahead and get started, kind of talk about it and dive on in. So I'm just going to make sure everyone is here. Perfect. Perfect. If anyone pops in too, they'll be fine. They can just kind of catch up. So why is this training even important? I want to go ahead and just lay the groundwork for this one and really discuss why this is so important. To start with, um, you are the person that you spend the most time with. Like, if you really want to think about it like that, you are in your head and with yourself and with your thoughts 24-7, and that never changes. You are the person you spend the most time with. So the way we view ourselves, the way we speak to ourselves, and the way that we treat ourselves directly impacts everything in our life, literally everything. And how? Your thoughts become your actions, and your actions become your reality. That's just the fact of the matter. So the way that we think becomes the way that we treat ourselves. The way that we treat ourselves becomes our reality. So if you think that you're incapable of weight loss because you've always been a heavier person, like if that's your narrative, you're not going to track your macros. You're not going to make the habit shifts. You're not going to put in the work once it gets hard. And that's going to become your reality, right? And so you'll stay in this constant loop of I can't lose weight right? Because that's the narrative you told yourself. That's how you think about it. So that's how you approach it. And so you get the result that keeps you the same. So that becomes your reality. So what I want everyone to do is when, if you have a piece of paper, Diana, you can just do this on your phone if you want. I want you to pull out a piece of paper and I want you to divide it into three columns. Column number one, we are going to label as recognize. Column number two, we are going to label as question. And column number three, we are going to label as rewrite. So in column number one, under recognize, we're gonna think about limiting beliefs. That's where our limiting beliefs are going to go. Limiting beliefs, if you've never heard of them before, they are the thoughts that you have that you believe to be the absolute truth. These are the negative thoughts in your head that you allow yourself that you allow to hold you back from becoming basically the version, the highest version of yourself. Limiting beliefs are often learned through domestication or experience. These beliefs are what keep us from living our full potential. They allow us to live in fear. They make us question our capabilities. But the great thing about limiting beliefs is they are just that. They are beliefs. And beliefs can be consciously rewritten when we choose to release the attachment to those beliefs, 
and when we decide to unlearn those patterns. So everyone right now in your recognize column, I want you to take a moment and I just want you to write down the limiting beliefs that are the most prevalent in your life right now. These are any statements that start with, I can't, I don't, I won't, I don't deserve, I will never. All of these types of absolute statements that we make. And I can give you one, I'll try to think of one that I, from like a business perspective, I sometimes believe that I will never be successful because if I look back at my past and I think of where I learned these beliefs from, my mom worked a nine to five. She raised me and my three brothers on her own. And that was my reality growing up. So my reality about money growing up was that it's hard, that you have to struggle to have it. So that's a limiting belief that I have that I have to constantly work on. So once you have some of these limiting beliefs on paper, I want you to look at them and I want you to note how they make you feel. And then I want to, you to envision yourself as a little girl. It is little you, you are innocent, you are young, you are full of life. Would you ever say those things to her? No. Would you crush her spirits and her dreams? No, I hope not. Or if you want to think about it like a puppy, would you ever kick your puppy? No, you don't kick puppies, right? That's horrible. But that's what we do to ourselves. And I don't want you to come at yourself right now from a place of judgment. This is a time to come from a place of curiosity because shifting your mindset away from these limiting beliefs requires that you must first recognize that they are there to begin with and you have to question them. You have to approach them with curiosity and then we can replace them with positive affirmations and release the thought patterns. So now looking at the question column on your chart, I want you to go through every one of those limiting beliefs that you just wrote down and I want you to ask yourself, is this true? Is this logical? Is this emotional? Like, is this purely an emotional statement that if we were not in the state that we are in right now, would we say that to ourselves? Like period cravings are a great one, right? They comes from a place of emotion, not from an actual place of, wow, I really want that chocolate. It's wow, everything hurts and I'm dying. I want chocolate, right? So that's an example from a nutrition standpoint. It's not something that you feel all the time. It's emotion based. And then did an actual event cause me to believe this? Did something in your life actually happen to where you believed the statement under your recognized column? So that limiting belief. And so what we're going to do now is we are going to separate fact from fiction in our brain. So in the question section, I want you to ask yourself these questions and respond to those there. For example, if my limiting belief is that I will never be good at tracking macros, since we're here and we're all nutrition and fitness gals and ladies, I'll never be good at tracking macros. That's something I used to tell myself when I started tracking in the very beginning. My question could be, is that true? Was there an event that made me believe that? Maybe it was that I tried before and I didn't see a ton of results before. So that to me just told me that I will never be good at it. But is that true? No. Look at me now. 
I know most like the majority of macros for most foods off the top of my head. Like I don't even need my fitness pal anymore. I am my fitness pal. I became it because I got so repetitive with it, right? I didn't give up. I pushed past that belief that, no, I can't do this. And now here we are on the other side. Maybe it's when I don't hit all of my macros perfectly, I feel shame. Because in school, remember, we learned that you're pass or fail. So you learn that failure is bad and that doing not perfectly is failure, right? That was a big one for me and it's still a big one for me growing up and going through life is when I turned to education to kind of be my thing. I was like, I just want to be really good at school. I learned that not getting a 100 is not good enough. And so now when I don't hit something perfectly or I don't do something perfectly, I have that little subconscious alarm go off in my head that says it wasn't perfect, it was bad, right? So these beliefs that we have, they go deep. Like who thinks about passing or failing in normal everyday life? But yet when we experience failure, we still feel shame. And that comes from somewhere. And that's why it's so important that we sit with these beliefs and we question them. Because when we allow our limiting beliefs to rule our life, those beliefs hold power over us. They keep us small. They keep us from doing the things that are meant for us. And so by questioning these beliefs, we take back that power. No longer do those thoughts have power over us. When we can question them, and we can break them down into fiction. So then the next step is going to be rewriting those beliefs. What is actually true? Like, have you ever thought of that? Like, what is actually true? Here's what's true. If we go back to the, I'll never be good at macros example, I can learn how to track macros. There are YouTube videos, there are coaches, there is my fitness pal. I don't know if you've gone through the education section of my fitness pal, but that thing is longer than anything I've ever seen in my life. Like they have been putting content there since I think like 2003. It's ridiculous. I am capable of changing my habits and behaviors. If that means I need to get an accountability partner, fine, but I can do it. And I am capable of putting myself first. So when it comes to health and fitness, it really comes down to a decision of putting yourself first. And sometimes we allow those limiting beliefs to hold us back from doing that. So in your third column, I want you to rewrite your limiting belief. I want you to turn it from a negative statement into a positive and empowering statement. So if you need help with anything, just throw it in the chat. Um, like if you don't know how to turn it from negative to positive, throw it in the chat and I can help you. But I'm going to give you a couple minutes to do this. And I'll give you another example. Um, for me personally, we can go back to the money example. What is true about money? Money is literally everywhere. Oh my gosh. Like, y'all, people sell she seashells on Etsy. I live at a beach. Like if desperate times come to desperate measures, I can go sell seashells on Etsy. Like people make money just showing up on Instagram now. There's OnlyFans, not my favorite option, but you know, again, if we get desperate, it's an option, right? Like you can make money anywhere. 
doing anything. Like it's wild, the things that people make money doing. But these rewritten statements that you've just come up with, these are your affirmations. So what do you do next? Because we've just created awareness and awareness is the first step to change, going to hashtag AA. That's where that saying came from, I think. But awareness simply is not enough. That's like knowing that there is a fire in your building and not calling the fire, like the fire station or not going and putting water on it, right? Nothing's going to happen if we just create awareness. So we must put our awareness into action. And we make this a continuous process that we work on day in and day out. And here is why that it's a continuous process that takes time. Your words create your reality, just like we talked about in the beginning. They don't define it, which means that though your words are important, you can begin to change them to create your reality. So by changing your words, you can fully create whatever reality that you desire. And I know this sounds really woo-woo and sounds kind of crazy, and you kind of sound like a crazy person talking to yourself, but I swear to you guys, I did this and I worked with a mindset coach for a year and it, my life has never been the same. It's never been the same. So we do this through a process called mindset shifting, which allows us to reprogram the way we see ourselves and the way we see the world. This shift begins with the way that we speak about ourselves and the way that we think about ourselves. And so this shift happens on the conscious and the unconscious level. The conscious mind is what helps us take in what's around us, what we're experiencing physically and emotionally. But the unconscious is under that. It's like a data bank. It's like the cement under your conscious. And this is what holds those long-term beliefs and values that you start to learn in childhood as you're developing, as you're watching your parents, as you're watching the world around you. So think back to the first time you ever experienced dieting. I can guarantee for nine out of 10 women, it's going to be watching their mother diet, right? So we get this, like my mom was Weight Watchers. That's what she did. She counted points and she had that cheesy little calculator that she carried around. And so I watched her diet from a very young age. So I thought, wow, I need to diet right? That happens for a lot of us. We see our mothers doing that, or we see our mothers obsessing over being very thin. And so we think, oh, well, if I'm going to be valuable, if I need to see value in myself, I need to be thin. So this is how these things get programmed into our brain and they get really deep in there, like unfortunately deep. So the best way that we can begin to reprogram our mind is through constant reassurance during our brain's most vulnerable states so right when we wake up and right before bed so here's how we do this shifting the unconscious mind often requires recognizing behavior and patterns and consciously replacing them with a new desired and aligned action or our affirmations that we just came up with so what you're going to do when you leave here this is going to be your homework and this is going to show up in the bad bitch collective chat if case anyone needs to refer back to it and McKenna I'll send it to you as well what you're going to do when you leave here is you're going to place three to five of the most impactful affirmations that you come up with 
and you're going to write them on three sets of sticky notes. On one set of sticky note, you're going to place it on your bathroom mirror, the place that you look every single morning as you're getting ready and every single night before you're going to bed. The next set needs to go the next place that you see most often. So if you have a commute to your job, in your car is a great place because you're gonna see those when you're driving to work and when you're driving home or when you're driving anywhere, which we drive a lot. If you work from home, maybe try in your kitchen where you make your meals or in your office. And then the third set is going to go on the device you look at most often. For me, it would be my computer right here that I'm staring at and looking at all of your lovely faces. For some, it would be work computer. For others, it will be phone. If you work from your phone, you can even write out your affirmations on a note, screenshot it, and make it your screensaver. And so every time you see these affirmations, you're going to speak them out loud to yourself. And I don't expect this to be perfect because we're human and we never will be perfect. So what do we do when these mean, negative, destructive thoughts come back up, even though we have all these beautiful affirmations all over our life? Firstly, step number one is to name her because she is separate from you. Remember, she is subconscious, she is deeply rooted, and she is all of those beliefs that we just got from everyone else growing up. Like for me and money. I watched my mom struggle with money. That does not mean I have to. That is her belief that I took on. So mine, her name is Regina George, if you're into Mean Girls. So when I hear myself getting really mean to myself, I'm like, Regina, stop right? It's, I almost treat her like a dog. I'm not gonna lie. Some people call it Mr. Mean Voice. You can call yours Karen. Karen seems to be the next popular option. But the first mean name that you think of, that is what we're going to call the little nasty gal that lives in our brain. Oh, hi. Hello. Second thing is we're going to remind ourselves that she's there to protect us, right? She's doing her best to keep us safe, from feeling negative emotions that we've previously been exposed to, like shame or fear. So she's there for a good reason, but she's often a little misguided, right? Because I may be scared of money because my mother was scared of money. So I learned that you need to work hard to make money, but I do not have to live the same life that my mom lived, right? I do not have three children. I have me to take care of and my two cats and my husband, and those are a lot cheaper than children. So I don't have to slave away for money, which is something that she taught me. So the next step and the final step is that we question her, right? We ask Regina if that's really necessary. So when Regina is like, ooh, you're looking a little thick today, girl, which she will tell me a lot, I'm like, hey, Regina. Was, was that, was that necessary? Like, thank you for trying to protect me because that was something that I experienced shame with when I was younger, but I don't need you right now. And then I state my affirmation and my affirmation would be if I think I look heavy or I look bulky or I look overweight, then my direct opposite or my affirmation could be I am beautiful no matter what my size is. I am beautiful when I take care of myself and I feel good, not what I look like. So 
we're going to end this on a question. And this is something that I love asking everyone. If you believed you were capable of anything, what would you do? Yeah. What would you do? Type in chat. You can even unmute yourself and tell me. Like, what would you do if you could do anything? All right, well, I'll just tell you, not in the chat. Um, I think I would be my own boss, but that freaks me out a little bit. And I don't know exactly what, but I think I would. I would just think I would thrive. I think you would too. And I think that you know that because that's what's meant for you. Yeah. Those thoughts that we have, those are exactly what's meant for us. It's not a pipe dream. It's not some thought bubble of, Neverland that we can never get to, right? We only have the thoughts of the things that are meant for us. And that is something that I took a long time to learn because I was in a nine to five as well. And I was like, I can't, like, this cannot be it for me. And I asked myself, what would I do if I believed in myself full heartedly? And it was that I would be a coach full time. And I would help women who were just like me, who needed help, who needed guidance, who needed to give themselves permission to enjoy the foods that they love. So keep that in your mind, girl. That's what's meant for you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how Strong as Hail can help you achieve all your health and fitness goals, DM me on Instagram at strong.as.hail for more information and I'll be in touch. See you next time.